Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's the AARP division. We do have some elder statesmen in the NFC South. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline, including our guy, Big Perk, who's going to be here in 10 minutes to talk a little NBA, obviously talking a little Jay Will. Jay won't. <laughs> Jay will or won't. We'll bring that back soon enough because there's always something to gamble on. So the team's gambling for great fortunes in the NFC South. So if you're just with us, here's how it works. Every day, we're taking a division, and then we're looking at the biggest pressing quarterback question for every single team in that division at the starting quarterback position, and we are going to go in order of division finish. So today, up is the NFC South, which means we have to start with... New Orleans Saints. Key, we know Drew's out. Who's in? Well, Drew seems to be out, right? Took a little bit of a a restructure here to help them get under the salary cap. But Jameis Winston is sitting there. They'll sign Jameis Winston hopefully here in the next several weeks. Taysom Hill is already on the books. But I think this this position goes to Jameis Winston. I think they felt like Taysom Hill – Gives them an oppor- will give them an opportunity in those five games that he played to kind of hold things together until Drew Brees came about. They didn't want to show uh, anything out there in terms of fixing Jameis Winston to the mass popular people out there that's looking for quarterbacks in the NFL. They did that with Teddy Bridgewater. They lose Teddy Bridgewater as a backup to the Carolina Panthers. Didn't want to take the same chance with Jameis Winston. They'll re-sign him. He'll be the starting quarterback moving forward for the New Orleans Saints. I mean, what a team to wake up and have if you're Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, a great defense to back him up as well. Look, all the pieces are there. And plus, I want Sean Payton to actually get the recognition that he deserves. People have said that he is brilliant with quarterbacks and he has always been that way. I just want Jameis to cut down on the turnovers, which I think he'll do. I think the Saints are going to be one of the hottest teams to talk about. Speaking of Sean Payton, he was on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin during Super Bowl week, about four days before the big game. And said when it comes to Winston, believe it or not, yeah, he wants the opportunity, but it's actually a two-way street here. Jameis Winston, we know. We had a year with him. He was fantastic as a leader. Man, he's got tremendous arm talent. He's a young prospect that we like a lot. You know, when, when you have a player for a season, he's kind of giving you a chance to see what he's about. And, and there's a little bit of an audition there. But the same audition takes place for us. He's getting a chance to see, hey, this is how they do it here. Does, does this fit me? Guy just completed his sixth year in the league, and Coach Payton's calling him a prospect. Up next, the champs. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This quarterback position is solid for the next couple of years. Tom Brady wants to play well into 45-plus years old, and I think he'll be able to do it as long as he stays healthy. What the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have got to do is look to the replacement for Tom Brady in the future. Do they do it this year? Chris Sims was on their practice squad. He was moved to the San Francisco 49ers. Not Chris Sims. I am so sorry. Josh Josh Rosen was on their practice squad and moved to the San Francisco 49ers. I was thinking of a developmental quarterback that was with me when I played. But Sims, right, was on the Bucs. And so when you think about that, they look to the future in this situation, draft a guy or find somebody in free agency to back up Tom Brady learned from him to take over when Tom walks away. How did I get Chris Sims and Josh Rosen messed up? Maybe it's the blonde hair. (laughs) White hot. Um, All I know is Tom Brady is the guy. It's going to be interesting to see who's willing to take slightly less money in order to stay with a team as a chance to win another Super Bowl on back-to-back years. And then what other free agents, you know, will be lured to Tom Brady? Could J.J. Watt? 
be that guy that wants to go to a place like Florida and play on that defense, even if it's 25 snaps, and really showcase his talent down there as well. That's interesting you say that because Mike Tannenbaum, the ESPN NFL front office insider, it's almost like we plan this stuff in advance. He was on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin (laughs) earlier in the week, and he essentially said, yeah, super team, plenty of guys want to go play with Brady. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And when you speak to people around the league, Tampa Bay literally overnight has become this incredible destination. You have Tom Brady, a chance to win. Bruce Arians, who's going to take care of veterans like a J.J. Watt. No tax. Practice on grass. Play on grass. And a chance to win a Super Bowl. So if you're close to the end, like J.J. Watt, and if you're Tampa Bay and you can't afford someone like Shaq Barrett and you want to extend to keep Levante David or Chris Godwin... J.J. Watt's not nearly the same guy he once was, but 20-25 snaps a game, he may help you get back to the Super Bowl. I feel like no tax was one of Mike Tannenbaum's big selling points. No why, tax. Is, why is that no only tax. applicable to Florida? Then talk about Nevada. Then talk about Washington. Then talk about Tennessee. No tax. Well, Tannenbaum was the GM of the Dolphins, so he could sell that all day long. From tax to Key's most hated cliche I use, brass tax on the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. Teddy's out, right? You know, looking at Teddy Bridgewater's situation, they went out and got him from the New Orleans Saints, paid him big money in free agency, done after 16 games in Carolina. They're looking certainly for an upgrade. Matt Rule didn't get what he thought he was going to get out of Teddy Bridgewater. Tepper, the owner, buys the team. He now wants to try to get this team into the, the Pittsburgh Steelers kind of realm of fighting for Super Bowl every single year. I don't know that that's going to happen quick, fast, in a hurry as they continue to develop continue to develop this program in Carolina. A lot of changes have happened over the last couple of years since Tepper has taken over with that organization. Yeah, I, I would agree with the key. I just still would love to see Teddy and CMC play together, just fully healthy where CMC is actually there all the time and he can be an additional weapon along with guys like DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. I, I, I want to see that for Teddy's sake. Yeah. CMC, of course, Christian McCaffrey. So here is David Newton, our Panthers reporter on the owner, David Tepper, leaving no stone possibly unturned to find the most important position on the field, the Panthers quarterback. He's not afraid to put himself out there and take chances. One person I interviewed when Tepper got the team called him a force of nature because he was so strong-willed and driven. His goal is to win a Super Bowl like he grew up watching his hometown Pittsburgh Steelers do and has made it clear he'll do whatever it takes, starting with finding the right quarterback. As he said when asked about Teddy Bridgewater after the season, unless you have that guy to get you to the playoffs or Super Bowls, you have to keep reevaluating that because the only thing that matters is Super Bowls. That was the voice of David Newton. Don't confuse him with Cam Newton's cousin. No, but when David Newton was covering Cam Newton, it must have been crazy, right? When they were both with the Panthers. Thankfully, they looked nothing alike. I should mention here, lastly, when it comes to David Tepper, it's not just his hometown Pittsburgh Steelers. He was actually a minority owner of the Steelers before Jerry Richardson sold the Panthers. And if there's any model you want to take to win... The Steelers. Money, to, money to burn, man. Dude worth mm. $13 billion. He is a big hedge fund dude, and he wants to win. And as a fan, what more do you want than that? If you're a Falcons fan, I feel you. Atlanta Falcons. Last in the division key, Matt Ryan of the 208 games he was eligible to start since he was drafted in 2008 by Atlanta. He has started 205 of those games. Durable. He is durable. And look, Matty Ice deserves the same treatment that J.J. Watt, along with... 
uh, Matthew Stafford got from the Detroit Lions. J.J. Watt from Houston, Matthew Stafford from Detroit. They both moved on or moving on to try to get a world championship. And I think Matthew, Matt Ryan could certainly use that from the Atlanta Falcons. I know the salary cap could potentially be an issue, but he can always renegotiate to get to a team like San Francisco, the Indianapolis Colts, teams that need a quarterback that is set up to make a deep run into the playoffs. Well, we've heard a lot of uh, specialists and draft specialists come on our show and talk about BYU Zach Wilson. If he's a guy that potentially you take at four, and what kind of collateral could you get in replace for Matt Ryan? Uh, I, I think that's the move. If you're going to do it, if you're Atlanta, give this guy the opportunity that he deserves. Yeah, I think the bottom line is send him someplace where his experience is valued. If that's in San Francisco and they feel like they're a quarterback away, clearly the Falcons are in total rebuild mode. And that may be the reason he's gone. Hudson Mason, speaking of quarterbacks down in Georgia, does that name sound familiar for the SEC fans, the Finebound fans? Former Georgia starting quarterback, now working at 680 The Fan in Atlanta on why they should run and bring Matt Ryan back. Now, regarding the most realistic scenario of Matt Ryan in 2021 and the Falcons, and that is the Falcons are going to run it back with him being their quarterback, primarily because he's got a $44 million dead cap hit, infeasible cap hit, that makes him, quite frankly, untradeable. But number two is the Falcons believe that if anybody can get a little more juice out of the squeeze of Matt Ryan, it's Arthur Smith, primarily because of his impact and influence by Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan. And those two guys had a huge role in responsibility for Matt's best NFL season, his 2016 MVP campaign. Key, obviously, uh, Hudson there referencing the Falcons' new first-year head coach, Arthur Smith. Yeah, Arthur Smith, Shanahan, and, and LaFleur having a lot to do with Matt Ryan. Yeah, I understand that. They, they really do. And then they, won, they went to the Super Bowl with him. He won the MVP. But if you're hiring this guy because you think he could become LaFleur and Shanahan, that's the wrong way to approach a hire. That's a big-time reach. We'll see what ends up happening. By the way, the only surefire thing, does it sound strange, the only surefire thing, is the oldest dude in the NFL. <laughs> it's going to be back. It's the only thing we can say about this division. Well, Brady they, is back. We can say that about the division, but we also can say that about your table in Surefire, that you're going to always have a bunch of stuff up there. As I sit here and look at that, I'm like, Zubik, come on, man. There's a trash can. Okay, is it need, reloaded again? Is we, it you got to say this thing, man. He got, give me a wide shot, guys. Give me a wide shot. I need to see this. of tea. He's got... Why Three quarters. He's so got bad. two Coca Colas, and it looked like a sandwich over there. Yeah, we need to tilt down. It's the Kim Kardashian <laughs> wide lens. The Kardashian wide lens. Oh get it, gosh! Well, oh my goodness! Well, I don't, I don't know if we can get it that bit. We'll do the best oh, we can here. Just, oh my goodness! So I've got a couple of cokes because I need the energy in the morning. You drink all the sugar-free Red Bulls. I can't get any. Then I'm drinking some water. And then I've got a free breakfast sandwich. A free breakfast sandwich? It was just laying out it's there. Just like, it may have been out there three what? days. I, I have no it's idea. It's just a bunch of stuff. What's in the two cups? Uh, this is uh, Coke. <laughs> this is a Coke with ice, but not one cube of ice. Real <laughs> one, cube. one One, one cube of ice. Can you please, lay back on the water here. Can you, you guys are drinking ex- way too much water. Ex- please explain to me when you ask somebody to bring you ice and they bring you one cube. Like, what is that going to do? This happened to you this week. Yes, here. On the show. It, it, in the show. It, is it a big cube, though? Is it like a no, cube not, not, scotch? Not, no, not crushed. a big cube. Crushed, it's like right? one little bitty cube, like a small one, uh, out of a tray. No. Like, I asked for a cup of ice, not one cube. Like, what are we saving here? <laughs> like, I hate that. Restaurants do it, too. Especially in Europe, they bring you, like, one cube. It's like, no, I want a cup of damn ice. You know? But Zubin, let's get your mess cleaned up. Hey, 
I still have 49 minutes to add to this mess. So we'll, we'll see what ends up ants all happening. And show and everything. Coming up top of the hour, best show on the network. So, I, you know, I'm going to be oh, here until 10 o'clock. That's for sure. Stupid. No doubt about it. Please stop Not that. Not even close. When you gift a year of ESPN Plus, you're giving thousands of live events, exclusive originals, a full 30 for 30 library, and more. Surprise a sports fan in your life with a year of ESPN Plus, and you can visit ESPNplus.com slash gift a year for more details. Back to the association. A lot of voices weighing in there, for sure. You heard from Jay Will there. You heard from our NBA analyst. You heard from Mike Breen there, who was on the call Sunday night when you saw Anthony Davis limp off the floor in Denver. Another voice, a big NBA voice for us. Two words, Big Perk. Kendrick Perkins joins us on the Goodyear hotline. Jay said this morning, Kendrick, that, um, you know, Anthony Davis, even though he's set to miss two to three weeks as a precaution, he should sit out at least a month. How do you see it as a former player from what you've seen and the prognosis for AD right now? And Big Perk, I I just want you to tell people about the conversation you had with Rich Paul and KD that he said he would never let LeBron play with an injury like that. Curious what your take is on this now, considering it's happening to another client in Anthony Davis. Well, first of all, man, good morning to to all you brothers, man. I appreciate y'all having me on. And I just wanted to tell y'all how proud I am of you guys for the wonderful show y'all got. But you know, the Lakers got to make sure, the Lakers got to make sure that they go about this the right way. And they need to go back and look at what happened to Kevin Durant and, you know, and, and, and go about it that way. And Jay is right. Listen, you cannot rush Anthony Davis back, especially dealing with, you know, a, a quote-unquote calf string slash Achilles you know, injury, anything that's dealing with that area, we witnessed Kevin Durant come back too soon, and we saw the end result of that. And so with that being said, you know, I I spoke with Rich Paul during that time, and I asked him, I said, you know, hey, Rich, if it was gone, what advice you would have gave? You would have said, I would have told him he had to sit out. You know, there's no way I would have allowed him or we would have allowed him to go into the basketball court because, again, it's about his longevity, and we all know that, you know, nine times out of ten, guys don't come back uh, from Achilles injury, especially if it, if it get worse and you come back too soon and you tell your Achilles. Now, Kevin Durant and John Wall are just doing something special, but they still have yet to make it through the whole entire season. So if, if I'm in Anthony Davis' camp, which Rich Paul is, they're going to make sure they give him the right advice and look out for him long term. KP, let's go from one story franchise to another. Let's go to the East Coast and the Boston Celtics. What is going on with this team? You know, Stephen A was on the other day talking about it's Danny Ainge. I'm like, no, this is Brad Stevens. It is. It is. It is. And, you know, a, a lot of people don't criticize Brad, and I think he's done a great job since he's been there. But right now, you know, so many lineup changes and, and, and not having the right structure and not having the right identity for us with their culture. And we're used to seeing we're used to seeing a Boston Celtic team that, that, that plays with a certain type of tenacity on the defensive end. A Boston Celtic team that knows their role. And right now when you watch this team, they don't know their roles. We all know that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum is 1A and 1B right now, however you want to flip it. Kimball Walker now has become their second-slash-third option guy to Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and he has yet to find his role or, you know, find his niche in the system. 
And when you look at what Brad is doing, sometimes I'm watching these Celtics games, and he's going 10, 11 guys deep into the rotation. You can't do that. As a basketball player, and even as a football player, uh, Key and Jay, y'all could relate. You could go out there and perform better when you know what you what to expect, when you know your role, when you know how many minutes you're going to get, when you know uh, when you're going to come into the game. So when you look at this Celtic lineup, one minute Shimmy, Shimmy Ojale is in the lineup and he's starting and he's playing 30 minutes. The next minute, next game, he may get a DMP, and it's just you can't get a a, a rhythm and a, 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 a you can't get a great feel playing that way. And and Jay, you're right, man. Brad Stevens needs to take a lot of this blame for the way that the Celtics are playing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perk, the other day, Giannis uh, said something that the Jazz are the best team in the West. Yeah, right. I agree with them right now. Do you? Yes. Yes, they are the best team in the league. When you look at when you look at this Utah Jazz team, they're not lacking at anything. They're top five defensively in every category. They're top five offensively in every category. And when you look at it, they have a young superstar, Donovan Mitchell. I don't care what anyone says. This guy is a superstar. And we watched it last year in the bubble. But the thing that impressed me the most about Donovan Mitchell this season is his playmaking ability and his and him being able to make guys around him better. And when I say that, KG used to always say superstars take that next leap when they can make guys around them better. And we're watching Donovan Mitchell do that. The Jazz have shooting. They have Joe Ingles. They have Bondanovich. They have Royce O'Neal, to me, who's an underrated player. They have a six-man-of-the-year candidate who's leading the league and bench scoring in Jordan Clarkson. And then you have two de- defensive anchors that can anchor the middle. You start off with a defensive player of the year guy in Rudy Gobert who comes in and set the tone. When he goes out, they come in with Derek Favors. And that's not a huge drop-off because Derek Favors has been playing phenomenal basketball this year. Quinn Snyder is a hell of a coach. He's been a hell of a coach college and since he had taken over the Utah Jazz. I'm looking at them, man, and they are dangerous, and they are one team that I could see that could beat any team in the Western Conference the seven-game series. Think about this real quick. They took the Denver Nuggets to seven games. Jamal Murray had an out-of-body experience. I mean, he played outside his mind. 50-point games, you know, it was close. It was down the stretch. And – the Utah Jazz were missing a guy that averaged 20 points a night for them, Bogdanovich. He wasn't even there. Uh, and so when I'm looking at it, I'm like, if they had Bogdanovich, they would have beat the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets went on to go to the Western Conference Finals where they didn't have enough to battle the Lakers, obviously. But if it was the Utah Jazz, I think we would have been we would have saw a different story. Perk, last thing for you. Where do you think Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond land? Here's the thing about Blake Griffin. He's not that athletic Blake Griffin no more that didn't, that we used to see in Lob City where he, he, he didn't put me on the post, okay? We all know that Blake Griffin has been dealing with injuries, and he's a ball stopper. So with Blake Griffin, I don't see any teams really pursuing him in the trade market. I don't see teams giving up a lot or giving up really much anything to acquire Blake Griffin, but I do see the Pistons buying him out 
and maybe he hit the free agent market and, and teams take him on for the vet minimum. I could see some contenders taking him on, but it won't be as a starter. It would be a guy coming in as a role player. So when I when I look at Blake Griffin's situation, it's completely different than Andre Drummond. A lot of teams could use Andre Drummond right now that's contenders. You're looking at the Brooklyn Nets. He would be a great addition to them with them, especially with them losing Jared Allen. He would be a great addition to the Boston Celtics to anchor the defense. Uh, he would be a great addition to the Toronto Raptors, who I believe will make the playoffs. And the only thing that they're missing is an anchor and a defensive center like Andre Drummond. Here's the thing with Andre Drummond. Whatever team he goes to, he has to play his role as being a big man. I don't want to see him handling the ball and trying to cross people over and do Euro steps and all that. That's not the game that uh, teams need him to play. He needs to be a dynamic roller, which he, he's capable of doing, a live threat guy at the rim, which he's capable of doing, and anchoring the defense, meaning grabbing rebounds, being a hell of a pick-and-roll defender, and being a rim protector. So Andre Drummond is going to end up on a contender. I could see teams giving up a lot of assets and pieces to acquire him, especially those teams that are in the Eastern Conference right now. Great stuff. The NBA trade deadline is March 25th. Those are two huge guys to watch, although, as Perk said, it could be just a straight release with Griffin. We'll have to wait and see. Kendrick, thanks for the perspective this morning. Really appreciate it. All right, Big Perk. I appreciate y'all. Y'all keep up the good work, fellas. Y'all inspiration to me. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you, Perk. And by the magic of television, by the way, for the majority of that interview, Perk was on SportsCenter, on ESPN television, <laughs> and on ESPN radio at the same time. The guy is just simply unbelievable. He's in two places at once. On the way, the Eagles are in search of that franchise quarterback. A franchise quarterback for the team of yesteryear weighs in on exactly what happens next. There's been enough interest so far to make everybody think that Carson Wentz is going to get traded here in the coming days or weeks. If I look at places that he could potentially go, who's going to be the best at rehabilitating his psyche? This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Did you say it's time for your latest Sports Center update? Yes, that is correct. Indeed it is. Kevin Agande, take it away. Thank you, thank you. L. Duncan and I every weeknight, 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Novak Djokovic drops the first set, then gets past Alexander Zverev to reach the Australian Open semifinals for the ninth time. Fellas, your boy Novak Djokovic has won the Australian Open eight times before. He's one of the most dominant players. You would think when you walk into Rod Laver Arena, Rod Laver would be the most dominant guy. (laughs) But I'm telling you, Novak Djokovic has just been un- Real. Every point, Australian Open, ESPN family of networks. Jalen Johnson no longer a part of the Duke family. Uh, Boy, if you want to hear some passion this morning, download Hour 3 of the KJZ podcast. Seth Greenberg, ESPN College Basketball Analyst, is on. Key, Jay, and Seth just went at it. Tons of passion. Johnson, Duke's number one prospect, number one program. Not related to Keyshawn. Not related to Keyshawn. (laughs) Common surname, so we do have to mention that. From time to time, but uh, Seth said he quit. The guys seem to disagree. Again, download it. Hour three of the podcast. He went to three high schools, therefore he shouldn't be drafted. Three and three years, by the way. Black history always. Today we honor James Harris, the first African-American NFL quarterback to begin the season as a starting signal caller. Applause all the way around. In 1969, he was drafted by the Bills, seventh on the depth chart at the start of camp. He also went to Grambling State, so that adds to this Black History Always story for the fact that he made NFL history as an African-American QB, but also the fact that he came from an HBCU. By the beginning of the season, he was named the starter, and in 1974, Key's L.A. connection, he made the Pro Bowl with the Los Angeles Rams. And SportsCenter is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save in as little as three minutes at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. We'll wait a minute, and we'll talk to an Eagles legend in just one second that played the quarterback position about as well. (laughs) <laughs> about as well as somebody's played it in Philadelphia, although this was about 40 years ago. So this wasn't quite Michael Vick. This is about 40 years ago. The legendary Ron Jaworski is going to be here in a second. Keith, let's set the table. Jaws, indeed. Set the table. Wentz is still there, soon to be moved. We think Hertz is looking to be in pole position to perhaps start. We think, and I know we have a brand new head coach. A lot of things swirling with this team right now. Yeah, and, and, and Jalen Hurts is preparing to throw with his guys this offseason in the Houston area, Texas where he's from. Guys are planning on being there with him and throwing in the offseason. So it certainly is shaping up as this is getting ready to be Jalen Hurts' team, at least in the short term. We'll see what happens in the foreseeable future. Incredible fill there, Becky. Incredible. Let's bring in Ron Jaworski. He joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. You're Ron. late, Jaws. <laughs> Ron, you played the position. You know this city. You know this team as well as anybody. Wentz hurts Sirianni. Go. <laughs> how, much, how much time do we have? <laughs> uh, yeah, I certainly uh, know this city well. I know the fan base. Uh, you know, I know Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, the hierarchy of the Eagles. Uh, uh, I got a good feel for everybody there. And clearly, you know, last year, was a very, very difficult season. And not only from a standpoint of 4-11-1, but everything that transpired last year with the pandemic. It was very, very difficult, not only on Philadelphia, but 31 other teams around the league. So it's really, really hard for me 
to make a, a, a deep evaluation of, of anyone that fought through that pandemic. So I always preface what I say. Last year was such a just a bizarre year. I, I always uh, concerned. I, I think things through the right way to, to make you know proper statements. But you know, Nick Sirianni comes in. You know, young, enthusiastic coach. And we'll see how it plays out. And obviously, you know, the, the concern right now and the heartbeat of a football team is the quarterback. And until they solve that challenge right now, that'll be the focus of the offseason. Jaws, who should be the Key. quarterback next year, buddy? <laughs> who should be? Yes. It, it, well, I, you know, I, I still believe it's Carson Wentz, but that's unlikely to happen. If you ask me just on a pure talent perspective, uh, I think it's Carson Wentz. But that is, is not how this has played out. It, it has not been about pure talent. Uh, you know, for four years, Carson uh, had, had a, had a, was having a great career. Year five was just the opposite. He had a bad year last year. You can't sugarcoat the season he had. But I believe that he has tremendous God-given talent that I, I think he still has a bright future. And then when you throw Jalen Hurts into the picture, Jalen Hurts played well in four games. But I just don't think the sampling is big enough to say, yeah, Jalen Hurts should be the quarterback. Uh, I think at this point, in fact, I've said this on a couple local uh, TV stations here in Philadelphia, that, hey, you know what? Go to camp. Let two guys battle it out. Isn't that the what, what competitive sports is all about? Professional sports is all about. Now it probably won't work out that way, but sometimes you just gotta say, let's go out there and compete. Look, anybody in Philadelphia that doesn't look at, listen to Jaws about what's going on with the Philadelphia Eagles is listening to the wrong people. And I'm with that being said, I want to know what went wrong, Jaws. Though, like with Carson Wentz, both in the locker room and on the field. Yeah, Key, it's, it's hard to comment on what's happening in the locker room because you need to be there. And I think anyone that takes rumor and innuendo as fact is making a huge mistake. Now, that being said, I wish Carson would have said something after the season, uh, you know, because that, that to me, that's open a door for everyone to, to go with whatever they felt because he didn't debunk anything or didn't make a statement. Uh, he just left Dodge, per se. And, and I think he should have addressed the situation before he left town so uh, people couldn't be making up whatever they want to make up. So clearly, I, I think, you know, if I, I look at that, that was a mistake. Jaws. Who deserves the blame? You know we like to do this in the media. We like to ask these kind of questions. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we, we all look to lay blame. I don't, I don't think there's anyone to blame in this situation. Uh, I, I think it's an organizational mistake the way this thing has all played out. Uh, and, again, I have great respect for Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, uh, Doug Peterson end up being the fall guy in this situation after winning a Super Bowl three years ago, going to the playoffs two years ago and winning a game, uh, you know, two years ago in the playoffs. This, as I said, this 2020 season was just, uh, to me, uh, an aberration. And I, I, I've said this. I, I think Doug deserved another opportunity to right the ship. I think Carson Wentz deserved another opportunity to right the ship, but it doesn't look like it's going to go in that direction. Now the Eagles have to move in clearly, clearly a different direction that they uh, intended to move in going into the last season. Clearly it's, it, it, it's somewhat of a mess right now. You know we love the bold predictions. A bold prediction I heard the other day is that the Eagles are going to draft another QB this year. <laughs> another QB, Jaws. What do you make of that? <laughs> hey, by the way, this is a good draft for quarterbacks. I, I've just begun my 
uh, my tape study of the quarterbacks coming out, and you know, obviously everyone, everyone's going to talk about Trevor Lawrence, and he is going to be a phenomenal pro player. But there, there, there are three or four quarterbacks that I think are probably top half of the draft picks, and maybe any other year. There's there's going to be guys available. So now, you know, the Eagles have to clearly take a look at you know, first of all, they got to find out what's going to happen with Carson Wentz in the next uh, 30 days because March 19th is the, the due date for 10 million dollars, and I'm sure they would like to resolve this as quick as possible. And Howie has always been good at making trades and getting value in trades, so we'll see how that plays out. But to make trades, you need trade partners, and uh, he's doing all he can to drum up some some some, uh, some trade partners. And and you know, there's there are still people out there that are kicking the tires. They want to make a deal. There are people out there that have great respect for the talent of Carson Wentz, that they see what he did for four years and not discount the 2020 season. They see the upside in Carson Wentz, and they know that the talent is still there. It's gotta be, he's got to be coached properly. He's got to get his head right, but the talent is still there. Jaws, let's get out of Philadelphia and move to Houston. What do you make of the debacle that the Houston Texans have turned into with Deshaun Watson, no Eric Bieniemy, really getting a fair shot at becoming a head coach, Jack Easterby moving up the charts, people just moving around left and right in the Houston organization. And now one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL is on the move into Sean Watson. Yeah, I, I think I did say Philly was a little bit of a mess. This is a hot mess in Houston right now. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's kind of bizarre to see things play out the way they did. Uh, even going back to last season with the firing of Bill O'Brien and all the changes that were made in the front office during the season, uh, it's hard to steady a ship uh, during a pandemic in the regular season. So you can see that this was heading uh, in the wrong direction for the Houston Texans. You know, obviously Deshaun Jackson is not happy. J.J. Uh, Watt was not happy. They gave him a, a free release to just go find a job somewhere else. So clearly there are challenges, uh, you know, in Houston. But uh, Deshaun Watson is a tremendous talent, tremendous talent. They're 20 teams this league would love to have that guy as their quarterback. Uh, but, I, but I've always believed this, key. And I, you know, I'm not saying I'm right or I'm wrong, uh, but I believe players got to play. And just play. And I, you know, sometimes you get sidetracked with us guys in the media asking questions and you know, talking about, do you want to stay there? Do you want to leave? What do you want to do? Um, you know, I, I've always believed players play, coaches coach, owners own, and, and, and stay in your lane. Sometimes you get out of your lane, you find problems. I think some of the things Deshaun said, I'm not saying he would take them back, but he probably wished he didn't say them publicly. Sometimes if you, if you have a problem, knock on the GM's door, knock on the owner's door, set up a meeting and try to get things done that way. Uh, but, but I think by the, end, by, you know, by the end of the day, not today, but in the long-term end of the day, I think it'll all get settled. Deshaun Watson will be the quarterback of the Houston Texans. He is a great talent. How about that? So while everybody mm. is saying first ticket out of town for Deshaun on his own like Jaws is saying he remains there, and that obviously would be the best thing for the Houston Texans. There's nothing like Jaws digging in at NFL Films down there in South Jersey and just looking at tape. <laughs> yeah, it's that time, Jersey. man, draft time. Jaws, thank you so much. Great to catch up with you. Thanks, Jaws. Hey, it, 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 I listen to you guys all the time. It's great to talk. If you ever need anything, give me a shout. Love uh, you guys. Thank Thanks, you. Jaws. That's Ron Jaworski. And by the way, one of those great quarterbacks, of course, and it's not really ironic, it's coincidental, but it is – it is notable that Jaws said this is such a great quarterback draft, and um, there's another kid coming out of North Dakota State. How about the Eagles draft Trey Lance and just double down oh on the God. Bison QBs? We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But he thinks Deshaun stays in Houston. Haven't heard too many people say that. Keyshawn J. Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All it certainly guests. feels that way at times. No. But as Jaws said, he can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Both sides no, have said can. stuff. I can show you how to open it up. <laughs> no, that's definitely a cliche. Let's not get into that. this that's whole conversation again. I'm bring, I'm how do you bring, put the I'm toothpaste bring, back I'm in the tube? I'm going to bring some toothpaste, and I'm going to show you how to put it back in the tube. Back in the tube.
Yeah. All right. I'm going to squeeze it out. It. I'm going to show you how to put it yeah, back. It's I not love, hard. Okay. When you've been poor like me and you run out of toothpaste and you got to squeeze it and get all the little bit out the corners, I can show you how to put it back. Trust me. Okay. You sure well, you're going to lose your touch key? Because I can put it back, too. Okay. You sure you're going to lose your touch key? Because you've been, you've been you've been making a lot more money than you have been times when you're poor now. Let's be honest. <laughs> I can also show you how to make more toothpaste. Yeah. Put some water in it. Shake the thing up. Yeah. Key's bathroom is bigger than my place. I mean, think about it. Key's bathroom is now bigger than my apartment. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk baking Wireless. Baking soda. I can tell you all the, all the little uh, tricks. The baking soda is legit in the fridge and all that. Tune out the nonsense. Tune into Straight Talk offering the Samsung Galaxy A51 for $199 and $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plans. Have you no ever contract. had a wish me sandwich? A wispy sandwich. A wish me. Go ahead, oh, finish the read. So, no contract so, on America's best network. No I can't idea with you. what a <laughs> what is this thing called? A wish me sandwich. Tell me what a that wish is. Wish me sandwich. You never had one, Jay? I've not had one. I bet I you Alan not. have. Wish you had some meat. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. <laughs> So two slices of bread, basically. Hey, man. Just white put some bread. sugar on it. White Just put some sugar on it. Put some sugar on it and some white butter. Bread. Cheap white bread. Nobody too. eats white bread right now. Wonder you know bread. That. I eat the multi-grain. Wonder bread. The wonder bread, Seven baby. grain at Whole Foods. No. I never knew what seven grain, six grain, four grain was. No, no, no just grain regular stuff. white and wheat. Just drop some seeds on it. Call it yeah. Just, Just drop some seeds on it, Give me it, some bro. seeds from this Evan flour. Go, That's Evan go choke me before it's all over with. Speaking of before, before I let you go... Is it finally time for an elder statesman to win the NBA's MVP? Wait till you hear these numbers that your old boy, the old Z, dug out. It's Greeny, and coming up Tuesday, the doctor is going to make a house call. He's one of the great legends in the history of his or any sport. Dr. J. Julia Serving among my guests. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Key was uh, taking a delicious, oh, hang on, sorry. So while there Key you is go. taking a delicious bite of his uh, wish me sandwich, I know Jay was wishing for a before I let you go on his sport of choice, the NBA. Uh, what can go in real quick? What can go inside a wish? If you could wish anything to be inside the wish me sandwich, what do we look? Really, you only gonna go mayonnaise for the most part. Really, no options. Really, no option. You could go sugar sandwich, but then that ain't really mayonnaise. Would probably be the only thing. You're not putting ketchup. You know, you could have cheese, but then that's not. It's not really. That's breaking the, the spirit of yeah, the world. Yeah, that's breaking the spirit Every time I hear mayonnaise, I think Undercover Brother. Have you ever seen the movie? Yeah, yeah, but that's man. <laughs> Miracle Whip. You want me to say Miracle Whip? I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spread. I mean, I could use a lot of different words to change it up to make you 
want to, you know, take a bite. Mayonnaise. Bagel with cream cheese. Is it's that a whiskey sandwich? No. 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 Well, it's a condiment. Cream yeah, cheese and mayonnaise. It's a condiment. But, <laughs> Zubin, before you get to your, your, before I let you go, it's, I got a loaf of bread. Okay. And white bread. White bread. Cheap. Wonder. 99 cents. Wonder. Like Wonder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got you. Got and it from go, the dollar store. I go in the refrigerator. I'm coming from practice, mm-hmm. and I'm young, and I go in the refrigerator thinking, oh, I'm about to hook up some bologna and cheese. Mm-hmm. And then I realize, damn. We ain't got no bologna. We ain't got no bologna or no cheese, and we ain't got no money to go buy none. So the only thing we got is a little bit of mayonnaise left in the corner, and you got to make that noise and get the little bit out. Boom, boom. <laughs> That's it. And to think, 30 years later, they're telling you the only thing you shouldn't be eating is bread. <laughs> he made it to the NFL, brother. The worst thing you can eat right now is a loaf of white bread. I, 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 I hate to keep going, but I argue with my wife all the time about different food intake and different stuff. I told her, I said, George Burns did everything. He lived to do 100. Don't tell me nothing about eating. That's true. They didn't have Purell back then, and they all lived to 100. Man, he, right? lived, man, he smoked, drank, ate pork, beef. Chitlins, you name it, he did it all. Like oh, 100. One of the great entertainers. Please don't advocate for Chitlins. I don't eat that, but you know what I'm saying. George Burns and Chitlins. Never thought I would hear those two. If you ever seen George Burns, you're old enough. I'm sure anybody that eat Chitlins is. Ugh. My mother used to make that stuff. It was the worst. Ugh. Now here's something that I think might be the best if you're asking for an old school NBA guy. So I can't help but notice every time Jay does his MVP rankings, he's got LeBron James. At number one, yes. uh, deservedly so, right? LeBron has played outstanding basketball this year. I'll be honest, I think Steph Curry's played outstanding basketball this year. Nobody's talking about it because they're not as great as they used to be. Okay, ready? We're going to go into sports center mode. Your boy Chris Myers from L.A., right? Uh-oh. Uh, did, did you know? Did, did you know? Is it true? Is it true that the last NBA MVP in his 30s, believe it or not, is it true, Key? The last NBA MVP that won the award in his 30s was... Carl Malone. No. But it came... Think about how long ago this was, fellas. The last guy in his 30s, right? Bill Russell? More recent than that. Steve Nash. Oh, Steve. In 2005-2006. I'm going to give you every guy that's won the MVP award since Nash going up to Giannis last year. Think about all of these guys when winning the award... We're in their 20s. And the reason I say this, of course, is Jay's got a 36-year-old LeBron James in the pole position. You ready? After Nash, it was Dirk, then the late, great Kobe Bryant, then LeBron, then LeBron, Derrick Rose, 10-11, LeBron James, LeBron James, Kevin Durant with the Thunder, of course, Steph Curry, Steph Curry back-to-back MVPs, Russell Westbrook, the season-long triple-double year, James Harden, Giannis, Giannis. So it could be a year for the elder statesman. There has not been a guy in his 30s that has won the MVP since the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets did it back in 2005, 2006. Yeah, but he was really like a young, what was he, like 31, 30? I mean, he was young, though, right? I mean, it wasn't like he was 36 or 35. I mean, he was a young 30. So I could see with Steve. Yeah, I could see that. For sure. It's but just, you know, he, though, with Steve, though, is the way Steve was always so fluid, how he had probe with smooth, the ball all the yeah, time, smooth. Yeah. I feel like LeBron is taking a lot more, I mean, a lot more hits. But then if you think about it, outside of Steve Nash, Tim Duncan mm-hmm. was a little bit older. But then mm-hmm. the older players in those 30s over that time span mm-hmm. have, hasn't been one of the top five or six dudes in the NBA either. Right, because if you think yeah. about it, right before it was KG as he was older, Tim yeah. Duncan a couple times, AI, Shaq Malone in 98, 99, and then you go back to Michael Malone, Michael, the whole thing, back and forth, back and forth. Well, if there's a chance for him to win it, 
and just kind of keep running away with it, Zubin, it's right now without AD playing because he's going to need to step it up to a different level. I need to ask LeBron when the last time he had a wish me sandwich, though. What do you think the answer to that is? Probably high school. Yeah. Nah, not even in nah, high school. Not yeah, high school. Nah, not high school. Yeah. Probably he was okay high. in high school. He was okay. What do you think was happening with LeBron in high school? Are you insinuating <laughs> well, anything? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, no. in high school, in high school, he was driving changed. a Hummer. So if you're driving a Hummer in high school, he's probably doing okay not in eating the wish me sandwich. He put it this way: he was all right in high school. About, <laughs> he had a he had a brokerage account. Be, by the time he got to be a junior in high school, things changed for the better. Let's he just had a brokerage account in high school. How about that? <laughs> I can't believe you never had a wish me sandwich, Jay. Well, no, I never had a wish me sandwich. I, I mean, I've had butter and, and sugar. Yeah, yeah, butter, sugar, bread. cinnamon, I mean, it's close, toast. close enough. Yeah, yeah, that's close enough. Zuby looked at me like I was halfway crazy when I said that. <laughs> wish me sandwich. What's that? He explained it very well. It's a lot of things that I'll explain to you over time. <laughs> Indeed, on the way on ESPN Radio's greatest show, the greatest sixer of all time, Greeny <laughs> with Doctor J. We'll see you tomorrow. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel exhausting, borderline impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand with just enough context so you can listen, get it, and go on with your day. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore.